You're listening to the How's the Ground Taste podcast, where we discuss everything from gaming to pro wrestling and sports, and our weekly nostalgia kick. We hope you're ready, because here we go. Welcome to the How's the Ground Taste podcast. I am your host, Darren Heath, the 3 of 10 that everybody loves, the 44 of 62. That fraction doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't matter. We're not here for math. We're here to discuss gaming, wrestling, life, and just whatever triggers our nostalgia kick for the week. Uh, today, my my other host isn't here, but we have a special guest in this place. Uh, everybody, please welcome Ninten Lee. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate hey, it. I appreciate you joining and uh, helping fill in for Abram. He's sick. I hope he feels better. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next week. But anyway, let's uh, let me go ahead and hit some follow up from last week. Last week, I talked about a Ratchet and Clank podcast with the developers, and uh, if anybody would like to check that out, it's called the Useless Podcast. It's actually hosted by Tony Garcia and Mike Stout. They were developers for Ratchet and Clank's one, two, and three, uh, and I believe Stout worked on ratchet and clank future tools of destruction uh he also worked on the crash bandicoot 4 it's about time and also he just he just they're just it's generally an entertaining podcast legends behind the scenes how they did certain tricks things that were cut and overall it's really fantastic you can watch it over on their youtube or listen to it on apple or spotify it's the useless podcast and i also would like to address the controversy of me uh talking about the wrong star wars game last week uh for terrible pc performance i mistakenly said star wars jedi fallen order when in fact it was star wars jedi survivor and that's on me anyway uh lee you pick up anything this week that might be related to gaming news at all you know anything at all any big releases within the last Uh, seven days that you could think of i picked up this small indie title small uh, small indie title that who yes who, who's the developer a small small indie uh developer nintendo oh nintendo uh, i've never heard of them so t- tell me a little bit about them what what, what did they drop this week very small very small they dropped uh legend of zelda tears of the king tears of the king. I, don't, I don't know if you heard about it it's not it's not blowing up any kind of news it's not it's not <laughs> just a little something out there you know what i mean it's just a little something out there. It's crazy that you mentioned this small indie developer Nintendo, right? Because I also heard about said game, and I ended up picking it up too. And for this to be such a small game, quotation marks there for those who are not picking up on the sarcasm. Um, there was midnight releases across the country for it. Can we talk about that? I mean, I'm glad to see it back. I feel like... Granted, I haven't been to one in years, but I feel like they haven't had midnight releases in years. See, the last one I recall going to that was actually at midnight was Modern Warfare 2 uh, for the the most recent Modern Warfare 2 because we're recycling game names now. It's getting kind of ridiculous, but they could have called it two, 2 European Gigolo or something. Some Rob Schneider movie reference. I don't I don't know. Anything. It could have any subtitle. Well, so... You've been playing about how many hours do you say you got in it, uh, buddy? Oh, I'm gonna say I'm a around seven, maybe eight hours into it. Damn, where do you find I'm the not time? Fun. Where do you find the time? Says the guy who's played video games online for every day this week. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the Zelda game, you don't find time. It finds time for you. It's gonna it's gonna work its way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so give your overall. Is that well before 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 we continue talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Did you see how well it reviewed? Oh my god! Okay, uh, yeah, I was not expecting. Here's what I was expecting. I'm gonna start off with that. Uh, Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game. I did not think it was going to be nowhere near the quality or like the just overall score it got. But to be just about on par blew my expectation just for the scores in general. I think it's like one point below Breath of the Wild on the Metacritic, and I, I did not, I was not expecting that. Now, quick question about Metacritic. Metacritic is that is that where it's all the critics, or is that user scores? Or is it both? Uh, it, ha- it does have uh, the Metacritic score has the has both. It has user score and it has critic score, like IGN, GameSpot, and everything. So I think Metacritic Breath of the Wild has a ninety-seven, and Tears of the Kingdom came in at a ninety-six. But it was going between ninety-six and ninety-seven for a good couple of days, and then settled on that ninety-six. Now a lot of those reviews came out before that uh that day one patch went out. Do you think the day one patch boosted up? Had they played it with it? The I believe it's a performance patch for that Nvidia uh software and hardware they're using in the Switch. Uh that I'm not sure because I didn't I only read a couple reviews. I read IGN GameSpots and I listened to kind of funny podcasts about it. And none of them said anything about it, so I don't know if they already had it or if they didn't. Uh, if they reviewed it without it, because I'm not, I'm not 100 sure on those three. Because the only news I know about the patch is it dropped uh, Wednesday morning when all the reviews, when the review embargo uh, came up. That's why I'm very curious, is because if the game did that well and it was not running as as well as it could have, like, does that boost the score up? You know what I mean? Like, it could because some of the faults that some of the reviewers gave was it just it tugged in some areas not a lot but in some areas it tugged. uh so i would say you know if they if that was fixed as they were reviewing it and that one negative was off i would say it would review higher if that was the one negative they gave it to it okay okay i i, I see what you're saying that but that brings me to this question because this has been happening a lot recently i don't know if you picked up on it but almost every major game to release within the last I don't know, year or so has been hitting nothing but like 10 of 10s, nines of 10s. I'm pretty sure someone gave someone a 12 out of 10. Like it's like, do we, do we think that these games are getting high reviews based off of how good they are or just based off the people that are reviewing? Like that's their wheelhouse, right? I have to say it's a little bit of both because on Metacritic, there's one person who gave tears of the kingdom like it's the, it's the only bad review and he gave it a six out of 10 and his review was, he was going into this game already. Not, he didn't enjoy breath of the wild, but he was like, he's always going to give the next one a try. When he tried tears of the kingdom. He said, if you don't like breath of the wild, you're not going to like this. Cause it's more, it's more it's of the more, same more breath of the wild with more of the same with just, you know, new stuff. And I can't get mad at that review because, I mean, he's not wrong. So if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, you're not going to like Tears of the Kingdom. So I feel like in some cases, 
with him already not liking Breath of the Wild, maybe some of the other people who did review, they could have been huge fans of Breath of the Wild. And if you're huge fans of Breath of the Wild, you come in and play something that's more the same thing, you're going to pretty much love it as well, unless it's something terribly went wrong. So I kind of, I kind of agree with a little bit of that. Oh, well, okay. Do you, do you believe, because uh, personally, I do believe this, that a game reviewing all positively can actually hurt a game's chance of reaching new people. And the reason I, the reason that I'm saying this is so think about when you buy anything online, you always, you always see the five stars, but you never go for the five star reviews. You're always going for the negative to see what's wrong with it. See if it's worth that risk. See if that like, see if it's a real person. You know what I mean? Like let, let the guy that plays nothing but Madden review Zelda. See, give, give us his thoughts. That way you can yeah, you can get the perspective of somebody else like a like a casual gamer because if you're playing Zelda, I'm I'm not gonna say you're not a casual gamer, but as far as games you can play, especially from Nintendo, Zelda's more of a deep cut, especially compared to things like Mario, who is literally the face of Nintendo. There's more Mario games I mean, on the yeah. Switch than there's Zelda games in history. I mean, to really think about that. Well, you know Zelda. Though- it really didn't become like a, a system seller until Breath of the Wild. Usually it only sold like, and now it hits just about 30. So it's kind of what a lot of people call just the switch effect of everything that sells a little, a little better on the switch than normal Nintendo platforms. Well, do you- but, uh, you know, I would say about the reviews, I am pretty different. I am, I'm going to use my example as Hades, because uh, I love Hades. Mm-hmm. But before Hades came out, I was Fantastic game, by I the way. Crazy. Y'all can pick it up. So good. So good. But I wasn't that into roguelike. I played a couple, and I thought they were good. But if Hades didn't review well, and it got, it got nines, it got tens and everything, I probably wouldn't have tried it. But with people saying it was so good, I feel like I had to try it. Even though I did watch some YouTubers who didn't dig it, they was like it wasn't their jam. They said they didn't like it, but it was so well across the board in other places. I was like, I have to try it just to see. You know, I can ag- I'm glad I, I can agree with that sentiment actually, because like I had never given a road like a, a chance until we started talking about Hades, which I believe only came up because of you. Because that game, first off, the art is so so good. Oh my God. The art is good. I know we're we're diverging from Zelda for just a minute, but the art in that game is fantastic. The soundtrack. Soundtrack. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. It's the game that the worse you do, the better your chances of making it through are. So it's it's kind to the hardcores, the cat uh, well, not as kind to casuals. Uh, let me let me <laughs> But those are a little tough. Those are those are who are willing to take a beating and keep coming back for more. It's that is the game. But that was that was a word of mouth. That's how I want. That's how I discovered I wanted to play it. And and it came out. It came out. It was it was a great time because like, I beat it. And it was probably that was probably a year between my original playthrough and then us all playing again. And it was still like just as fantastic that time around. Which people I don't know if y'all have ever done this, especially a lot of the younger people, but getting a bunch of people playing the same game in a room. And not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a co-op game because Hades is not a co-op game. But it's like, do it like an old school LAN party. It's a blast, man. 
you can race, 100%. you can offer tips. I mean, it is so, it is so fun. Just get you three small TVs. Hades is available on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PS5, PC. Just give it, give it the good old college try, if you will. I mean, 100%. 100%. But let's, let's, let's bring it right back around to Zelda, though. And mainly because you said the, the Switch effect. I don't think Nintendo thought Breath of the Wild was going to do as well as it did when they announced it to be a launch title for the Nintendo Switch. And the reason I say that is because they, they ported all these Wii U games, which granted nobody played them because nobody bought a Wii U. Sorry. But so, I mean, they gave, oh, they gave all those games a second life. And I believe that's the real reason Breath of the Wild was initially delayed. It's like, look, we got a new console coming out. This will be the swan song for the Wii U and the, and the big new shiny thing to sell the Switch. I, I believe they did think it would be a good first day pickup, but I also don't believe they thought, because when, when it first came out, people bought, there was more Breath of the Wild out there than there were Switches. That, that is that's that a fact. Is, when I think about that, blows my mind. But I don't know if people just buying Breath of the Wild waiting for a Switch or... I think it's just like, I gotta have this game so the minute I get the Switch, I don't have to wait. It's one of those buy now, figure it out later type deals. Because, once again, Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game I ever played. Like, no, that's no lie. Like, I never, I didn't grow up with a 64. Didn't grow up with a GameCube. My sisters had a Wii, but I was, that was PS3 era, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1, 2, 3, Black Ops 1 and 2. Uh, getting smoked at Battlefield Bad Company 1. And they over there playing uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Little Mario Kart oh. 7. Oh, not 7. Mario Kart Wii. Mario Kart Wii. Yeah. 7 was, was the handheld only game, which is fantastic. But, uh, like, I just don't think more people bought Zelda because, one, they needed something to put on the Switch because one, two Switch was not it for 50 bucks as the launch title. Nah. <laughs> it was a good. It's a good party game for about 20, 30 minutes. It's, and after that, it's kind of like, we kind of we kind of dealt with it. Yeah, but is that 20, 30 minutes worth 50 bucks? You know? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I can think of things I spent 50 bucks on that are way worse than 1-2-Switch. But for something that showcases what the hardware can do, I don't think 1-2-Switch was, was the answer. Not not at $50. I think ARMS would have been a better a better example. Yeah, I love ARMS. I do hope one day we get a sequel of that because that was a good game. That might be might be for whatever Nintendo's next console is. But if we if we way off track right now. And that I'm sorry. <laughs> but because back to reviews. Like I was saying earlier, like you never you never go looking for the good reviews. Because if you're interested in that product, you probably already have a general idea of what to expect. But you go look for the bad reviews. See see what people say is wrong with it. See if it's something you can get over. And without without those types of mixed reviews, like you just feel like they're selling a game to their target audience. Which I mean that's not a bad thing to do, but it's hard to enter like Zelda, I don't think it's a series that you can just introduce somebody into just cold just co- just like cold calling them, you know what I mean? I mean, really, really think about it. Like, how how did you get into Zelda games? Just out of curiosity. Uh, my first Zelda was the original. We had a we had an NES. We played 
Legend of Zelda. I never, I didn't play the second one until probably the Wii. Uh, but what, and not even, like, I liked the first one on Nintendo, but I didn't really get into it until the Super Nintendo with Link to the Past. And it's still my favorite Zelda game. And that's where I, I fell in love. And, and so I was, ever since then, I've been like, uh, I, I'm, I'm in for a Zelda game. Okay, so another th- so you 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 talked about those two games in particular. Those are top downs, right? Top down RPG type deals. Yeah, the yeah. That's that's first a, one and Link to the Past so top down. So, with what those games were, do you think there was like an identity crisis at first with them being top downs versus, or do you think it was just a uh, an evolution that they went to 3D and started doing the things they were doing because. Mario, you're you're pretty much in the same world in every Mario game you get, understandably. But Zelda, like each game feels like it's like a new or at least from what from what I can tell, granted, you know, really only a Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom guy, which we'll talk more about Tears of the Kingdom in a little bit, probably towards the end of the show. But it seems like every game is like a different it's the same same characters and you're fighting for the same thing, but it's like a different plot beat, maybe? Like you got you got Majora's Mask. You got Ocarina of Time. Then you got a Skyward Sky Skyward Sword. Like, mm-hmm. do you think it's just like they don't have faith to continue in one particular like universe or timeline, or do you think they're just trying to keep it fresh to try to get new eyes on the series? I think they do a great job of having every Zelda be a new game. But with familiar faces from the past and other game to keep the fan base who love certain characters into the next game, while also making it pretty easy for a newcomer to just pick up one and you don't have to play the rest of them. Because there is like 12 Zelda. So you don't have to play all the other ones just to jump into the latest one. So I do appreciate that. And I think that's kind of the goal with it. When you go back to, you was asking if they had an identity crisis or an evolution. I think they did have an, a, somewhat of an identity crisis one time with Zelda. The first Zelda game was top down. And then the second came, game came around, Zelda 2 was, it had top down situ- uh, areas and then it had side scrolling areas. So kind of like a Castlevania type. That's the, the minute uh, you said that side, that side view, that 2D side view, that side, first thing popped in my head was Castlevania. Because yeah. I feel like that's what kind of was most trying to be like. And then Link to Pass was the third one. And it went back to top down. But I do think from Link to the Pass to Ocarina of Time, I think that was just an evolution. They had the 64. 3D gaming was the next big thing. So they wanted to be like Mario 64 came out. And it was one of the greatest things in gaming since sliced bread. Ooh. That's so. It was like, they was like. Are like, you telling me the old Atari hit ET was not the next like, next greatest thing since sliced bread? I mean, nah, that game was ET so goaded they had to bury it to to. <laughs> I mean, they had to let it. They had to let it go. They took it out from pasture and they had to. <laughs> they had to let that one go, which I still. And it could be just the interest in me. I kind of want to play it just uh, to see how bad but that you, was. I would say, but you know, you know the exact reason you want to play it though is because of a bad review. That's so bad, so bad. Had that had that game reviewed 
extremely well, would you have wanted to play it? I mean, really, yeah, really think about it. If that game did well, would you have had any interest in playing E.T. the video game? <laughs> I would, because I played, uh, and this is just, this is, they didn't have reviews on this game, but my dad talked about it so much. I had to go play it. And it was on the, I think it was the Odyssey. And it was a text-based game where you just enter text in and you, there's really nothing on screen. It just gives you words to read. And uh, he talked about it so much because he said that was one of his favorite games as a kid. I had to go play that. Now, did I enjoy that? I did not. Well, but I went and played But you played that because of someone you knew's review of it. I mean, come, come on, bro. Like... But see, look, you're talking to a retro player. I would play a retro game. I would go back to it. But I probably play more Game Boy games than normal games sometimes. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's some gems on the Game Boy. There's some gems. But only if it's like if it was good, like I'm trying to think of an old one besides like a Zelda or a Mario. Like a yeah. old, that was good or bad? That was good that I would go back to besides like the mainstays, you know? Of course, Kirby, Mario, Zelda. But like, I can't think of one. I would consider like Chrono Trigger, but that's not going that far back. That was PlayStation 1 or Super Nintendo, sorry. But I mean, Look, you you're losing me here, buddy. Cause I'm telling you, PlayStation PlayStation is where my gaming journey ended, and when it's time for the gaming journey to end, I mean where it began, but when it's time for it to end, PlayStation is probably gonna be where where it's at. Cause if we ever lose PlayStation, I'm sorry, I I gotta retire. I've learned where X square circle triangle is. My memory's dedicated to those. I'm not about to look down at a controller every time I gotta play because I'm lazy <laughs> to learn the new buttons. <laughs> Least, it's a hard switch. I was playing. I played the switch mostly, and then when I go to my PlayStation, I have to, you know, you we play Call of Duty. I'm like, oh shoot, which ones? Uh, which ones with? Like, I I grew up with PlayStation. The first time I had an Xbox controller, it said press X. I think I was pressing A, like, and the color the colors don't even line up, so you can't even trust that anymore. I say anymore, like you you can never trust it, but. <laughs> Oh man. So you you would go back and play ET because of how bad it was. Is it, <laughs> I just don't I think overall just completely positive reviews for a game isn't good. And not not as in it's not good for like developers and stuff. Because you know that's what that's what they want to hear. They I mean people put their you know hours and hours and years and sweat late nights you know missing things to get these games out and you know they want to be you know they want to be praised for their work and i'm not saying it's not deserved but you can't tell me that everybody that got a review copy of zelda was like yes all day every day here we go you know some somebody had to get it and was like yeah and Either the the publisher, or the article, or whatever's like. Well, let's try giving this to somebody else out here. See what they think. Like I, I don't want the reviewer to be cherry picked because like, oh, well, Zelda's up his wheelhouse. Like we know he's gonna like it, but give it to some average Joe schmo. That's all I'm asking. Just give it to some guys like well, Zelda game. What is that? 
put them and see what they really think. And I don't know if any of the reviews you looked at addressed it, and the few that I've looked at haven't. But that fuse mechanic, it is so cool, right? Oh, I love it. But I love it. But I cannot be the only person with control issues, man. Look, let me tell you, I had control issues for at least the first hour of the game. And then now, it is like, once I got used to it, it's like second nature. What, do you use I the can... motion controls as well? No, I, had, I turned the motion control off. Okay, but the reason I ask is a lot of people are telling me that motion controls and the D-pad are the way to go. And I haven't tried that. I know a lot of people love motion controls. I'm personally, not, I'm not much of a fan. Unless the game is like built around motion control. I like for Zelda, I, I turned it off. I, it wasn't it wasn't my jam. So are you, are you saying that the controls get better with time, or is is that is, am I picking up what you're putting down here? Like you just get used to it? Because you... I would say so. I feel like if any any game, I feel like when Twin Sticks came around, it probably took people a little while just to get used to that. I I can agree with that, game. especially moving the camera. I will I will agree with that. It's just it's just weird that that second stick is there and they don't use it for. For that, because I feel like that stick would be perfect for it with some of the angles you got to do. Because you saw, you saw me play, you saw me struggle, you saw me get frustrated to the point where I was like, I got to put this down. I did, I, but you know what? I'm still in the yeah. tutorial area. Think about that. And I mean, I, I like the lore and the story they set up right out the gate. I already know what to deal with the combat. I think fusing weapons is fantastic, but it's making these platforms oh, yeah, and vehicles. Uh, you saw me try to make a boat. That didn't go well either. I tried to make a bridge. That didn't work out. Maybe maybe I'm just not... Maybe I should have played with more Lincoln Logs as a kid and not Legos is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, Lincoln Logs is key. That's key. Because, oh man. I mean, I think it's really cool, the weapon stuff and the ways you can, you can do puzzles and stuff. Which we had this discussion. Especially that second, that second shrine. I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler for people, but you have to get over this wall, and it turns out there is multiple, and I mean multiple ways to do it. You can climb, you can smash, I, <laughs> you can do whatever your heart contends to get over there. Same thing and with getting can, chest. You can smash that wall with anything you want. It the possibilities end with you. And I, I do really love that because I, I feel like that th these moments like that really take me back to talking on the playground. It's like, oh, how do you do that? Well, what happened here? How did you? How this happen for you? And it, like, I feel like we don't get that much anymore with a lot of games because you just there's one way to do it, which is fine. A lot of games are fantastic like that, but with this and there's multiple ways you can do something. I feel that nostalgia of on the playground. We're talking about how we did something. I'm watching how you did something. And I was like, I didn't do it like that. And I would have never in a million years well, thought to do it like that. Well, it's a spoiler warning. <laughs> the way I got through that wall was an accident because I was trying to climb over. And then gravity said, hold up. I got you, fam. And just took it out for me. I was about to make a very terrible That's joke, fun. but I'm not going to because we're trying to stay family friendly here. Love you guys. But uh, it just reminded me of an event that happened back in my life in 2001. And we're going to leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> never forget. <laughs> it's just, it's just, 
it's so cool because when you told me about how you did it, I was like, wait, I never, that never, never crossed my mind. <laughs> and just like when you were telling me how, to, how you got the chest, I'm like, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to glue it together, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to glue it together and I'm going to bring it down. I was watching the stream and I was like, I was like, I don't know what he's doing here. I don't think this is going to work. And then the next, after that, those words left my mouth. That, that's what you get for doubting me. That's what you get for doubting me, buddy. Cause oh, yeah, you're right. That's on me. That's on me. I mean, I don't say I'm a smart man, but my brain is fat. <laughs> but see, I love, I love these moments. I love these moments. And I think that also brings in the enjoyment of tears of the kingdom. Yeah. It's, it's, which is Oh my bad. Go ahead, man. My bad. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. You go. You go right in. Go all right in. So I was. Yeah, you were talking about all the different ways to do it, and that you know that those memories of talking about how you did certain stuff. And you are right. There's not most games today. It's literally just a quick time event to do something, or I'm, there's only so many ways to go about it. And like that is very that is a very cool thing to have that we can all be playing the same game, which I'm. I'm a fan of linear games. Do not get me wrong. Because I like to know where I'm going, when I need to be there. Give me a time and a date, I'm there. Punctual, right? But the fact that we can each play this game, me, you, the squad, really. We can play this game and all do stuff in different orders, but end up with the same result. And just talk about the journey to get there. Like, oh man, when I got to, which I don't know if this happens in the game, but I use Breath of the Wild. I'll use Breath of the Wild as as a example for this one, because if you ain't beat it by now, you're about five years too late. Actually, yeah. actually I think six, but <laughs> I think six. But like that one, you could go straight to the boss. You could go do the guardian things, or you could just you could just mess around. You know, go visit the cities, talk to Pyrrha, go talk to people, fight that fat ninja dude who you knock down a hole. You could go straight trying to get the get the uh, the master sword. And like that was so cool. It's like, well, I I beat the game. I only killed two of these things. Good for you, you talented person. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still struggling fighting the very first guardian I ran into, and I have I have a, a a sword that does twenty damage, a shield that can take take a tank to the take to the face, and you out here beating Lionels with a wooden stick. I mean, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's, that stuff is so cool to me, and I hadn't really thought about it till you just brought it up that you really can there's no one answer to any of these puzzles that we've encountered so far 100% and then there's some like like no one answer there was a puzzle that I was trying to do and y'all came over and Steve tried it and Steve was probably playing it for like 30 seconds and he he did it in a way that I've never thought of and so- completed the puzzle and I was like what a genius move. It's a genius move. It's a fresh yeah, it's a fresh set of eyes. He's not fatigued by that though, you know? That's true. And I think if I came back, I don't know if I would have done it like that. I would have still probably tried it in a different way. Well, you know what you need to do then, right? You need to go load up a different yeah. profile on your switch, start a new playthrough and see see how you tackle it now, my friend. That's the thing It's definitely this is definitely the King definitely got another playthrough what this man. Gonna have to. It's where it's as I would say, Breath of the Wild is probably my most played game for a very long time on the Switch. The Switch had me documented over 120 hours. And that was 
I mean, there's very few games since things kept track of how long you play games that I could say I had 120 hours in. Uh, mainly right now it's Overwatch, but huh, we we're not gonna we're not talking about Overwatch right now. I'm frustrated with it. That you know what? <laughs> that is gaming news. We're gonna finish this little discussion about uh, this. I'm gonna talk about a little a little Overwatch two controversy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, but but before, before we move on to this Overwatch 2 kind of, do you have any more any more things you want to talk about with these with the reviews in general or or just Zelda or any news that you may have heard this week? I haven't heard any news. Granted, I haven't been in the know as of recently. But uh, play the Legend of Zelda, everybody. Did you give it a try? Yeah, or you watch it might my... not be a cup of tea. It's a high possibility, but give it a try. Yeah, I heard someone streaming on Twitch Friday at 8 o'clock, family-friendly stream, uh, twitch.tv forward slash heath4462. Uh, I'm not oh, saying so you have to be there. Give that person a follow. Yeah, that would that would be lovely. I mean, I do I have to do the hashtag ad thing since it's me? But anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. yeah, man. It's hopefully I hope... <laughs> Hopefully I won't be as frustrated when I pick it back up this coming Friday. Cause I feel like that's a game that needs to be experienced. And I don't want to, for anybody that can't get the game that's watching, I would like them to try to experience it as much as they can. But uh, anyway, onto this overwatch news, uh, you know, a couple years ago, they announced that that PVE player versus environment stuff, like the story missions and stuff. Oh, we ops tell us all about that. Oh, well, you can go ahead and forget about what they promised back then because they said it's not possible. Came so they're not doing it at all. And they're going to be doing it, but it's going to be heavily modified. And what they showed off in that public announcement is not what's going to be happening. No more hero trees or hero missions, which is a sad, sad day because I know a lot of people, or at least from what I saw online, which granted you only ever see the negative stuff online, unfortunately. A lot of people are disappointed, man. Because I think it would be cool to establish for people who haven't seen the shorts or the, for the characters that don't have shorts and for people that don't have access to the comic books, I think it's been a great way to introduce why these heroes matter. And yeah, because Overwatch, you don't get a lot of story from in-game. I know they have cool little dialogues while they're white playing. But the story, like, it's really good. So I was, I was kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, the shorts online, the ones that they did are fantastic. Like, yeah. my boy Reinhardt, that's my man. Whenever I go to, I believe it's Eichenwald, where the castle is, when I get mm-hmm. to the very end, I'm taking a knee at that dead body because that man was the was the OG for the real Gs in that Overwatch short. Like, Reinhardt, I'm taking that knee every time. I don't care what my team's got going on. They can finish pushing the payload. I'm, take, I'm paying respect because of that short. I have to. I have to. It is just... It's respect. respect to the characters, respect to the story right there. Yeah, and I feel... Hopefully they can find a way to sneak, get the story in and make it entertaining. I mean, I wasn't looking for a whole campaign with the Overwatch 2 stuff. But at the same time, I think it would be nice to establish a, a lore for your characters and all that. And what they're doing online is great, but not everybody has access to that. And that's that's kind of disappointing because there's some great character yeah. moments and interactions in Overwatch too. And I don't know. I was kind of looking. I was kind of looking forward to because honestly, I totally forgot about it. But now I'm starting to remember all this. The uh, they had an option, or 
for the, I think it was for the PVE where it was an option to customize your character a little bit and you had different finishers or ultimates and yeah, stuff like that. They did because uh, the video they had like Genji, he could like shoot projectiles with his blade, like a like a sword slash to actually extend it out. Or May when she froze to heal herself when she came out of that, it would freeze the enemies nearby. Like that's some, that's some cool stuff. And some of those abilities. Not necessarily those two in particular. Like in other game modes, they put them in there. Like uh, when they did that Battle for Olympus event, I don't know if you got to play it any. Like Reinhardt, when he charged, he could he could hold on to more than one person as he was charging. So he you could stack five people, get them all with one charge, just take them out. My goodness. Yeah, dude, it was so it was wild. Uh, he kills for days right there. And I mean, it was cool because it was it was just literally it was a. It was an elimination type game, right? It was you versus. It was free. It was basically free for all. It was it was Overwatch free for all. They locked it behind like six characters. Each character had unique abilities to that mode, and it was just it was, it was a right good time, as they say. I don't know where they say it like that, but they say it somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, man. I think it was. I was kind of. I I'm still interested in it because I, I, I have been off overwatch for a long time it's kind of i don't know i don't know the word i'm looking for you've been burned out 100 percent. thank you thank you 100 I, I feel that and, i'm getting that fatigue now because like the heads for example like you know i'm a reinhardt guy reinhardt has had one thing in the last four battle passes bro which so you ain't been getting nothing for your favorite character. So like, it's yeah, it's disappointing. Everything for Reinhardt so far has been 10, 20 bucks. Hurts it hurts my soul. Hurts my soul. I mean, I'm a buy it though because I'm a because I'm one of those people. I'm a well, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got you got to customize your main to the to the extreme. You got to. But I mean, come on, how many how many? I mean, Sigma really? He doesn't even wear shoes. Anyway, go back to what you were saying. I, let me get off my high horse over here as a Reinhardt main. For honor. Hey, but <laughs> that's all right. I, I did. I think, which I, which Overwatch one when it first came out, played a bunch of it, and then I think I don't know if you was already playing it before or when you got into it. We all kind of jumped back in with playing it again, and I got burnt out. So quick. I don't know what, what it was. What it was. It was like not even a month. And I was like, man, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already kind of over Overwatch right now. It's because it was more of the same. I mean, I think some games can do well doing online only. Really, like Call of Duty. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. We, I talked about it last week. Nobody buys Call of Duty for a campaign. They buy it for that multiplayer. Well, didn't they have a, a Call of Duty come out that was multiplayer only? And it sold really well? Uh, that was that was between the PS3, PS4. I believe it was Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The PS3 version and 360 versions didn't have a campaign because the price difference was tw- was ten dollars between the between the two versions. People were like they only think of ten dollars for a campaign. <laughs> Which granted, I mean, I don't know how much you could really cut out the cost of a video game. I still think seventy is relatively cheap for what you're getting. But that's 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 the discussion for for a different day. Yeah, that's 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 a long one. That's a long. That's one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta think we're like at the forty minute mark right now. But uh, I don't know. I think I think fatigue with Overwatch is mainly because there's just no, 
there's been no updates to the story. Like they've introduced, I think, four new characters. Let's see, Curryco, Junker Queen, Sojourn, and Life Weaver. And we still ain't got no back really a backstory for Sojourn. And she was there like season one. I guess I thought she was day one for a watch too. She was. And I mean just nothing. And it's hmm. like and she doesn't even have really any cool skins, but I don't know. I do have one more piece of news if you want to talk about it, which will take us into our next topic perfectly. That's cool. Let's go and, right I, and I think, and I think personally, I think this means that this game is a lot closer than we think it is. And that would be the achievement list for the AEW Fight Forever game has been published. Now, I don't know, I don't know much about how achievement lists and stuff work as far as the release, but if the achievement list is out there, that game's got to be coming relatively soon. And AEW did just announce a fan fest for their next pay-per-view. And that's where they like to reveal stuff. So I'm not saying, Oh, you know what? I'm not saying it is happening, but I would not be surprised. What do you think? What do you think the dates for the game's going to be? Or do we already have a date? We do not have a date. I'm thinking, honestly, I'm thinking before August is what I'm thinking like i'm thinking maybe oh you thinking july i'm i'm thinking july that's what i'm hoping because it'd be nice when i feel like 2k23 releasing when it did may have delayed it a little bit because you don't want to go up against the king especially with your first outing Uh, if anybody learned that that was tna when they did it back in the day when they went right up against smackdown versus raw but i think it'll be a great game I'm so excited. And WWE 2K23 already came out. Is that already? Yeah, it came out. Well, the next one, I guess, is 24. Yeah. So when they took that year off because of 2K20 being as broken as it was, they said, forget naming it a year ahead. We're just going to name it the year it comes out, which I'm I'm, I'm really fine with. The last two have been fantastic. They brought back modes people wanted. And it's their, it's their third game. Well, I think technically fourth, if we're going to count Battlegrounds, without... Uh, Aki, not Aki, but um, Ukes working on it. Mm-hmm. Which that's why I'm really interested by the AEW game because it is the Ukes guys. It's the guys that made the WWE games for years. Like, I'm kind of excited about it just because like I'm not as into the wrestling as everybody, but I do really enjoy the old kind of like arcade wrestling games. And every time y'all tell me it's a little more arcadey, I'm more interested. I'm interested. I'm going to tell you, that AEW game will either be the best wrestling game we've played in the last couple of years, or it will be the worst. I don't think there's a middle ground for it. It either has to be the best or the worst. I mean, there's no... I think it'll be fine, because the people that have been making have been literally making the wrestling game since 2000. Like, this team has been working was working with WWE back in 2000 when they made the first SmackDown game. And that series ran all the way up until two, 2K20, if you really think about it. Because 2K20 was that's when they left uh, 2K to do their own thing because 2K didn't want to try out their ideas. So I'm hoping that this game is fantastic. I know I've seen some complaints about like the character models and stuff, but if they're going for arcade game, it is going to be fantastic, and I'm really hyped for it. I'm interested in it. And so with this, it was the Xbox achievement, or you said the trophy? It was the X, it was the Xbox achievements that that uh that leaked, and I did. I, I say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go you go ahead. I would say I feel like if that is, uh, if that's out 
and they have a, a a little presentation. You said, or what was it? They do a fan. So before the big shows, they do a fan fest when they have stuff to reveal. And this information leaked, and then the fan fest gets announced. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're getting pretty close. I think I think we are. And you know what? I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I'm gonna say it's coming out in September. Why? Just this pure gut feeling. Oh, oh, oh! Snap! Hold on! Wait a minute! Is this true? Uh oh. I think that game is a lot closer than uh everybody thinks because Uh-oh. apparently if you have it pre-ordered on xbox you can preload the game right now what if it's a shadow drop uh when's the when's the next thing their fan fest oh man uh i'm not sure i'm gonna get that date right quick but if you can go ahead and preload the game it's gotta be fun. it's gotta be when is this fan fest when's the next pay-per-view 20 20- uh let's see may 27th literally like 11 11 days away could 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 we see a shot a shadow drop a shadow drop i think it, it's a possibility do i need to go ahead and pay off my pre-order <laughs> which inter- riveting discussion last week on the show about pre-orders but anyway <laughs> what if they do a uh, Metroid Prime situation here? Where Metroid Prime Remaster was shadow dropped and digitally, and then the physical copy came out. What was it? Two weeks later. I, yeah. See that? I don't know. This is I don't know. This is, things are getting interesting, fellas, fellas and fellettes. It's either, it's either got to be shadow dropped or it's coming in June if preloads available. I feel like that's got to be. Does it drop? Does it drop? Because most games come out well until recently. Most games and stuff stores are updated on a Tuesday. So, do we think we have AEW fight forever before uh before before the end of June? If you think we do, drop us a message on Twitter at How Ground Taste Podcast. Uh, Let us know. Yeah, because I'm I'm very curious. Uh, I'm actually curious on uh on Abram's thoughts on this because he, while he didn't grow up with the N64 games, when you hear about something being the greatest of all time, I think you have to check it out, right? You got to. And this is oh, this things are getting interesting, fellas. But it ain't just AEW where things are getting interesting. I'm gonna drop this little bit of tidbit, and I'm gonna drop this little tidbit, and we're gonna keep on going. Edge, AJ Styles, and Rey Mysterio. Who are all well into their 40s had a banger on SmackDown last week. A banger. If you can, if you can find a chance to go watch that match anywhere, I highly suggest it. It is fantastic. It just shows why these guys have been at the top for so long and why they are known as some of the best, the best in the wrestling world today. I think it's oh man. I'm gonna spoil the match because I'm gonna tell you what it's leading up to, which is even better because. I know you're not a wrestling oh. guy, but they introduced a new world heavyweight title. Ooh. And that match was to see who goes to the finals for Night of Champions on May 27th. Yo. May 27th. Wait like, a minute. May 27th. It's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day. Uh, because AJ Styles won that match, and we're about to get Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. And that match, I'm telling you, I don't care who you are, whether you like wrestling or not, that match will either make you a fan 
or it'll solidify your position as a fan because they are going to tear the roof off that place. And I don't even think it has a roof. They're going to rip open the sky, go Aries, and just destroy it, tear the house down. And I am ready for it. I hope you all are. I'm ready to discuss that match. I'm ready for it to happen because that's going to that's gonna be a good one. It's You know, I, I'm not knowing much, but I feel like those two have similar in-ring style. Oh, I do think that would be pretty pretty interesting. You don't even know, buddy. You don't even know it. <laughs> but it's like they're bringing that belt in, and it's like, oh, man, which it, it, it looks like the old World Heavyweight title is making me feel a little nostalgic, right? I was about to ask how it looks like. What's it look like? It, it, I mean, it looks kind of like the big gold from the day, you know, the belt that uh, Triple H was mostly known for holding. It used to be the WCW World Heavyweight title. But it's making me feel nostalgic, right? And when mm. with nostalgia, it's crazy how it can many things can just make just give you that feeling, you know, make you feel feel a lot nice, warm childhood memories. And with that being said, you know, this weekend I think was nostalgic for me, for you, for boy Caesar, because I, I I went to a retro gaming market, right? And I picked up a game that I loved oh so dearly loves oh so dearly and that was transformers for the playstation 2 not not based off the movie but based off transformers armada and uh, dude it's just so it feels so good to be able to play this again it just all the feels have you have you had anything send you down nostalgia road right off of still in the past boulevard you know here recently and this is not quite video game nostalgia right here, more related to sports nostalgia. Uh, but we put up a basketball goal this weekend. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. I think I was there. I think I was did there. That bring back did that, it brought back memories. Made me feel nostalgic because I haven't played probably 10, 11 some years. And it was just like, uh, it was a great time, first of all. First and foremost, great time. Second of all, I appreciate y'all help putting that up. Third of all, I appreciate y'all for getting that. But also... <laughs> oh, it's no, it's, no, it's no problem, man. There was just something therapeutic about it, really. It was. Oh, my goodness. It was just... Something about us just hanging out, shooting the hoot. Brought back a lot of nostalgia right there. It, I really appreciate it. It really made me it really made me think of when I was a kid and my dad's friends would come over and they would shoot ball. And they're like that was so like at the time I was like I was like, I mean, he wasn't as old as I am now at the time. But it just made me feel like I don't know, it's there's something therapeutic about being out there with your boys, just playing a little game of horse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After fighting putting that goal together. It was just so it was <laughs> it was so good, man. I like my so my friends didn't play ball growing up like that, but it would have been so cool, just so cool to just be able to shoot shoot ball with the boys. And I don't know, I'm glad I'm one. See y'all, Caesar killed it, man. Caesar killed it. He killed it so he killed it so hard that like that was. I know it was your birthday present. But that felt like a gift to me to be able to spend that time with y'all, man. It's so. It was a gift to all of us, hundred percent. It, man. And like, like 
it really, the whole night of that situation, because we put the goal up, we played ball for about a, a couple hours, and we came in and played video games, and that was right, that was it. Like me and Caesar, after school, he'll come over, we play ball, and then we'll go play like Tatsunoku versus Capcom or Killer Instinct for hours. We're, and that's what it reminded me of. And I really appreciate that. It was a great time. It was a great weekend. Great weekend. Yeah, man. This is something. I mean, you know, when you're having it, when you're, this could be a little, a little check in for people, but like when you're mentally you're exhausted, just surround yourself with people you love, man. Like that was one of the better things for me that like, it was just nice. You know, there was no, it wasn't like we were trying to, you know, relieve stress. We were just having a good time. And I think that's the best things for, especially with like mental health. So I think that's a good thing to do. Cause if I could, if I could shoot ball with y'all every day, you best, you best believe I'm out there mm. calling me Kobe. Cause I, cause first every shot I'm going is going down like a helicopter. It ain't hitting nothing, but Look. nothing but bricks. Right. But Look, all I'm saying is next time we do it, I got, I'm, I got a Bluetooth speaker. We're going to play some wrestling themes. Did you stream last night got oh. me in a wrestling thing mood? Oh. Yeah, I'm in a mood for wrestling thing. Oh, not the not the stream making you want to do wrestling things. Let's 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 not the stream I not the stream on Twitch that he four six six two. Oh, you were so close as four four six two, oh, buddy. I'm sorry. But you know what? That's that's a good this is good because this we're getting to a good wrapping up point. Uh but like yeah, man, that was that was fun in the stream. I'm a I'm a I'm a plug uh Abram right quick because I, that man He's helped me a lot with getting this PC and this podcast set up. And if you ever want to go, he's currently playing the forest on YouTube at crazy fool guy. Fantastic. Terrifying game. I almost pooed myself and I wasn't even the one playing. I, I opened his stream while I was streaming and I about pooed myself twice. Cause my game scared me. And then I looked down and his game scared me. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, but it's funny. You bring up the wrestling the wrestling themes and stuff in uh in the chat over there on Twitch or slash Heath four four six two because I mean that was just fun. We're playing God of War and next you know we're 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 belting out lyrics. We're talking about some I want the love you know things like that. <laughs> it was just and not to mention is a hot dog a sandwich or is a hot dog a taco but on bread. Can we that's that's the question for today. That's the question. That's the question. And b- before we wrap out, I'm gonna throw out some plugs, uh, right quick. If first off, is there anywhere we can follow you? Uh, do you have a podcast or anything going? Anything in the archives you would like to share with our with our listeners? You know, I have a, a Nintendo podcast at Nintendo on your favorite Apple, streaming service: Apple, Spotify, Google, Spotify, Google. Uh, it's been a while, but I'm thinking about bringing it back. Darian has uh, motivated me and inspired me, so I'm really thinking about bringing it back. Oh, you, should, you shouldn't have. Was, you shouldn't have. I mean, I'll listen to yeah, it, though. I'm subscribed. You're killing the game. Uh, killing kill, the game. Killing the game with only two episodes in, but hey. Hey. <laughs> and what what was the name of that podcast again? Was it Nin Ten Lee? Nin Ten Lee. That's that's what I'm talking about. I was I would suggest y'all go check that out. He he helped me out because I was in a bind. Uh, full disclosure for the people that don't know, I tried recording this episode by myself six times, and after 20 minutes each time, I was like, I I 
I need help. I'm not ready for this. This is my this is only my second rodeo. You feel me? Call me Isuzu because this is my second rodeo. That's a deep cut for people who will get that. If you don't get that, look it up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, go check out Lee at the Nintendo Lee podcast. Check out Abram at Crazy Fool Guy on YouTube. Uh, and then if you want to follow me, you can. But more importantly, just make sure you follow the show on Twitter at How Ground Taste on Twitter. That's at How Ground Taste. And then after you follow them, you can find my socials at Heath four four six two on Twitch at D Heath four four six two on Twitter, and at D S Heath four four six two on YouTube. Uh, before we go, you have anything you want to say to our beautiful, beautiful people, uh, Mr. Nin Tin Lee? I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Darian, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I hope you all have a fantastic week, everybody. I agree with that sentiment. And before I say goodbye, just got one question for all of y'all. How's the ground taste? <laughs>